Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <sighs> Thank you, Lord God, for this time, Lord God, that you've etched out for, for your servant to teach your word, Lord God. Nothing to me, Lord God, but let it be all of you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I ask you to hide me behind your cross, Lord God. Don't let them see me, but let them see you, Lord God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be be in your tremendous sight. Oh, Lord, you are my Savior, my Redeemer. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. He gave me, who do you belong to? Um, coming out of 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and who was given to you by God? You do not belong to you yourself, but to God. If you choose to reject Jesus, Jesus' sacrifice for your sin debt, the devil has claim to you. But by not choosing God, you're making a choice, whether you know it or not. Whether you realize it or not, by not, by not making a choice, you're already making a choice. That's just like when something happens, by you not saying something, you're saying something. You know, there is no middle man. There is no in-between. Then he took me to, I was like, wow, God. Then he took me into Revelations, which is, of course, the last book of the Bible. Many of these things we will not, the, the saints will not see because we will be already raptured up. These are things that's going to come. He took me to Revelations 3, 15 through 16. Verse 15 says, I know your works that you are neither cold or hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. Verse 16, so then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Can you just imagine God, the creator of everything, the creator of you, the creator of me, says, and, and, and everything he says for you saying you're rejecting of my son, then you forfeit your destiny I had laid aside for you, for you are no for you are no use for me, even though I created you for my use. When you said you rejected my son, well, you rejected me. You rejected everything that I had set out for your life, everything that I had planned for you to to have and to to and to to acquire your purpose in life. You rejected it, so therefore, you know what? I'm going to reject you, and I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth vomit do you know the vomit it is the, the bowels of everything inside of you that needs to come out something that is it's clinging to your body it has to spew out and he said I would spew you out of my mouth in one version it says I will spit you out but I came to and he showed me this this version it was out of the good news um, um, Bible and it said I would vomit you out. I said vomit that's such a harsh word that's such a word saying I I have no need for you because what happens when you vomit you have no need for what is inside of you anymore it has to come out it cannot stay there it cannot lay dormant it cannot do anything it has to come out and sometimes when you are projecting vomit it projects out and so in my mind I'm thinking God you are projecting us up out of you our purpose is being vomited it's being projected out it's being thrown out of his mouth out of his very being the creator what he said that I wanted to bless you with you no longer have it it no longer applies to you the cross don't apply for you the the the, the debt Jesus Christ paid for you doesn't apply to you because you said hey I don't want it I'm okay I want to do what I want to do 
This is why it is so important to choose God in every instance of your life. It's not coincidence. I walked in on the praise team rehearsing that beautiful song. I trust in God. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, I trust in God. God is my savior. God is my healer. God is my deliverer. God is my everything. God is the reason why I'm able to walk. God is the reason why I'm able to think. God is the reason why I'm able to have my very being. And he said, you will have your very being in him. Trust God. Trust the plan. Trust the process that you have to go through in this life. And, he's, and if you trust that process, you won't be a lukewarm Christian. You won't be a cold Christian. You'll be on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ every day of your life. No matter you having trials and tribulations, he said you're going to have that. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. I've overcome everything that you're going to have to go through. I've already mapped out your plan. I've already moved everything out the way. But you first got to choose me. First got to choose me. Which means every decision that you make, whether it's big or small, it's, it must be asked by God. God, is, God wants you to, to ask him for everything. Remember, your life is not your own. The life decisions, whether um, they're so important for you, what you'll wear that day. You know, I got up this morning, I was like, Lord, what, what do you want me to wear? And I, I asked him, I asked him, what, what do you want me to wear? And he showed me a dress. But in my mind, I had these jeans and a little blouse, and I was like, okay. But he showed me again a dress, and I knew that's what he was saying. So I ran downstairs, and I said, I got this, and I got, what do you think? And, and, and Pastor said, said that. I said, thank you, Lord. I knew you, you, you told me. Sometimes God will say, go get some confirmation. You're kind of a little, little flighty this morning, so go get you some confirmation so you do what I tell you to do. And when, he, you, when you get the confirmation and when you just go on and follow in the order and the footsteps of God, you feel free. You feel to where you can do, you can, you can run up them steps and you can run back down them steps and you know you're not going to fall because you have chosen Jesus Christ this morning to be your director, to be your navigator, to be your lead. The Bible said, well, he, he, told, he told his disciples, I must go because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost will not come. And the Holy Spirit has to come because he's going to go, he's gonna have to lead you and guide you and to direct you into the right way that you're supposed to go in everyday life so he had to go and I praise God for that the three he she showed me he said you show me the Godhead you said so first you got the father which is the creator then you got the son then you got the Holy Spirit and then you got your pastor your bishop here um here we got Bishop Lyons and he he's he's called the under shepherd to 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 the Holy Ghost to 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 Jesus to God because it goes in an order it goes in a format God Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and whom he has bringing his word forth every Sunday called the under-shepherd. And we praise God for that, for having an under-shepherd. But the thing about it is, you got to know that you have decided, made a decision to follow under the under-shepherd who's going to lead you and guide you to where God wants you to be in everyday life. You know, even in making the decisions, of course, on what you're going to wear that day, it's to who are you going to marry? You know, the Bible says we ain't to choose our mate. He's already got it for us. 
Or we got to stand still and see the salvation pass us by. What we got to do is be getting ready for the bridegroom. We got to get ourselves together. That way, you know, we, we'll be in right standing when that person comes. Even, even if you should have kids, God wants to ask me, do you, are you supposed to have kids? Because think about this, if you're supposed to have kids, he's going he's gonna to give you the strength and the ability and the, and the naturalism to be with, of course, that right person that he's gave you. Then he's going to give you the children that you're supposed to have. But first of all, ask. Ask. Because sometimes we, we are asked for something, and then when we get it, we don't, we don't treat it right. We don't, we don't develop it right. We don't take care of it right because we stepped out of the order and how it was supposed to come. And then, 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 and then when you're talking about, like, your kids or whatever, um, should, what school should you send them to, elementary to, to college, and what job should they pursue or what job should you pursue? And then when you tell, when God says, now, I will lead you and guide you, and I will tell you even the things to say to the person who's going to hire you on the job. I will give you the words to speak. All you got to do is first make the decision, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to trust your word. And, you know, when I got to thinking about, um, asking about to marry and stuff, and back when Pastor and I, before we were in Pastor and I, you know, I was in church, and, of course, he was in church, and God, God set everything up to where we met one night at a church, and I felt something, and I was, but I got home, and I said, no. I said, uh, no, that's not who you got for me. I said, that's not who I prayed for. No. And, and God said, Yes. And again, I argued with God. I had a, I had a little argument with God. You know, I was like, no, that's not, no, that's not who I prayed for. I prayed for this, this, this. But, but God said, no, this is who I have ordained for your life. And I was like, well, well and you know, I was going back and forth. And God, God firmly, I'll never forget in my apartment in Richmond, God firmly went like this, sat down in my living room and said, my ways are not your ways, nor my thoughts are your thoughts. So, therefore, you do what I say. I'm giving you your answer. So, get out your own mind. Get out your own thinking. Get out your own little list that you already made out for what you was going to have, what you wanted. Because let me tell you, the things that we want is not the things that we need to want for our lives. We need to have the decisions and, and know that we belong to God because he said when we belong to him, he will take care of us saying like, like the Bible says, when we abide in him, he will abide in us and tell us what we need to do. Tell us how we need to behave. Tell us how we need to, to conquer a situation because you know what? He's already conquered it for us. All we got to do is just walk in it. And I praise God that I didn't listen to myself, you know, because I wouldn't be standing here today. You know, so I praise God to listen, always listen to the voice of God. And that goes to back when we were, when Maya was a child and we were getting ready to put her in school. I was so scared because she had always been with me. And I never gave her to a babysitter or anything. You know, I was always blessed. I had my own beauty shop. So she came to the shop with me, you know. And then, um, then it was time for her to go to school. And I was praying. And I was getting scared. Like, Lord, I don't want to send this child to school. I said, these people are nasty. These people are mean. These people ain't going to treat my baby right. And God said, look for the person that is saved in the school. Look for the person that has the spirit of me. Let me tell you, we got to the school, and one of my good friends, and Stephen's good friends, was there at the school. He is a pastor. He's a preacher. I, we grew up in, um, in a church together back down in Richmond, and I said, thank you, Lord. He told me what to look for, so when I found it and I saw it, I was like, we're at the right school. 
we was at, we're at the right school. You know, and every time, once you ask him to show you what you need to do and where you need to be, he will tell you. He will show you. He will make it plain for you. He said, write the vision on a tablet. Make it plain, and I will answer what you are wrote down on the paper. The thing is, we got to make it plain. plain. A plain decision for the Lord Jesus Christ. And in Deuteronomy 31 and 19, it says, Today I have given you a choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call heaven and earth to witness for, for the choices you'll make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Verse 20, this was also awesome. Because usually, you know, you stop reading it there because you got your little... Oh, yes, this feels good. But no, he said, go on. So verse 20, it says, can you make, make these choices by loving the Lord your God, obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him? That goes back to saying, who do you belong to? Have you made your firm decision in whom you're going to belong to? Have you made your firm decision in who you're going to serve? This is going to be your head of your life no matter what comes and what goes. When life don't treat you right, when life kind of goes to the left and you want it to go to the right, are you still going to stay firm in your decision for the Lord Jesus Christ to be your everything? Yes, that is supposed to be your answer because he said, I call heaven and earth, meaning I'm giving you a trial. I'm setting a trial right in front of you. Heaven is seeing everything I'm asking you, and the earth is seeing everything I'm going to ask you. So, therefore, when something goes wrong and you did not choose the right way, the right path, meaning heaven, then you know what? You can't come back on me. You can't say, God, you did that to me. God, you made me do that. No, I didn't because I'm going to roll back the tape, and I'm going to show you what your decision you chose. I'm going to show you you chose the wrong thing. And when I said, see, we were, we, I'm, I, ain't, I ain't being mean, I ain't being that, but the Bible says we are a dumb species like the sheep. A sheep goes around like this head down they don't they don't they don't look up to see where they're going they just kind of go with a feel of, of of the path that they need to go on right so in this passage in Deuteronomy 31 19 God tells us everything how you're going to get your blessings and then there will be curses if you do not choose the right thing God said oh I wish you would just choose 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 to say Life, I choose life. I choose life in Jesus Christ. I choose the right way. I choose to want to be in the right standing of him because I want the best things for my life and for my descendants. Okay, and if you don't have kids back, or you don't have kids or you don't have um, whatsoever, then your descendants are your family members. They're the people who are connected to you. I want to bring blessings upon them, but choose life. Choose life so you may live. And this, this is the key to your life and the love to obey the Lord. You will, you will live a long life in the land that swore to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And do you not realize that this promise still holds effective now, this day, still is breathing and living today in the life, the life that Jesus, when, God, when Jesus said, um, um, I'm going to give you Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm going to give you the, the, the jewels. I'm going to give you everything that you, that you are desiring. I'm going to give you the lands. I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the victory in your wars. I'm going to give you everything you need. So therefore we need to realize the promises are still there. The promises that God made back then, they're still today and they still apply to us as long as we are staying in him. But it is up to us whether we take hold to the word of God and the pathway for our lives. God gave us a road map. 
It is up to us and choose the, choose to read the word of God and apply it to our life. The Bible says, as a B-I-B-L-E, basic instruction before leaving earth. That's what it stands for. Basic instruction before leaving earth. I'm giving you the roadmap. All you got to do is just open it up. Open it up. And know that I'm in every page that you turn. I'm in every word. I'm in every syllable. I'm in every comma. I'm in every, when he says, breathe and just, just meditate on my word. Paul. Paul says, we are not our own. We are bought at a price. Having received our bodies as a gift from God, we are to use them to honor God. I believe the problem comes when we, when we see that our plan is not the plan of God's. That's when problems come. When we still just want to stay in our plan, when we still just want to stay where we are, when we don't want to say, throw the hands up, I surrender. My plan ain't working out right to, you know, it's not working right for me. It's not working out for me. My plan that I want, I want to do what I want to do. I want to do what I have set my mind like flint to where I'm not going to move. I'm just going to stay in on my path. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to the left. I'm not going to go to the right. And I'm not going to listen to anyone that is trying to speak life into me because why? I know it all. I know it all. I don't need nobody to tell me nothing. I know it all. Uh, yeah, I know it all. That's like that's like when in 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 Genesis and um, Adam and Eve, God gave him the roadmap. He told him, "Don't touch that tree." <laughs> but and the thing about it is, he I I don't when you look at that, I don't think yeah yeah Adam did tell um tell Eve this is the this is the tree of um, of knowledge. We are not to touch this. We can have anything in there. But we leave that alone. But what? But Eve, she got distracted. Thank you, Lord. She got distracted and said, "You know what? It's it's not. We're not gonna surely die. That that serpent over there that I've been having a conversation with, he just said that we're not gonna surely die. We're gonna be like God. Ain't that what we want to do? Ain't that what we were here put here on earth to do? We're supposed to be like God, you know. And basically, when you're being like God, that means you want to pretty much take over because you're not you're not content." And what he gave you, you're not content in how he already made your plan to be relevant for him, for where your plan is supposed to be, to exalt him, to glorify him, to give him the honor and praise that is due unto him. No, we want our plans to go the way we want them. And what happened? Their plan went sideways, and that's how we ended up in sin. You know, <laughs> their, their plan went all the way to the left, you know. It's just like God didn't, God, it's not God didn't know where Adam was when he said I was walking in the cool of the evening. He was, he was asking, where is your mind? Where was your head at? I told you what not to do, but you decided to do what you wanted to do. So now I'm going to decide to kick you two up out the garden, and you're going to have to uh, work by the sweat of your brow. And then, woman, you're going to have, when it's time for you to go into labor, and you're going to have such horrible pains and labor. And you know what? You are going to have to go through and, and face the decisions that you have made. You didn't make the decisions upon me because what I have already told you to do. So therefore, sin came. But praise God, Jeremiah said in 10 and 23, it says, I know the Lord. That's what he wants you to know. I know the Lord that our lives are not our own. We are not able to plan our own course. 
Because when we try to plan our own course, like I've been saying, it goes all the way left. It goes all the way wrong. And then Jeremiah 29 and 11, one of my favorite, favorite chapters in that book, it says, For I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. He says, I already know what's, what you're supposed to do. Before you left heaven, I had already mapped out your plan. Before you left me to enter into to, as a seed to your father, for this father to plant the seed into your mother's womb, you had already been sitting up under me. You was already at my feet, and I was already telling you and, and molding you into the person I wanted you to be in the earth realm. Said, for I know the plans I thought for you. I know them, says the Lord. Plans for peace, and well-being and not for disaster. God doesn't want us to go through disaster. God doesn't want us to go through all these, these, these things that we do go through. But a lot of these things we go through, it is the making of our faith. It is the making of who we're supposed to be. To give you a future and a hope. That's what God wants to do for us. Give us a future and a hope. Verse 12, it says, then you will then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me and I will hear you, your voice, and I, and I will listen to you. Meaning all you got to do is come to me. All you got to do is come to me. All, and, and the thing about, this is what I tell my kids upstairs, when, when you want to talk to God, all it is is a conversation. It's just like we're having a conversation. It's a dialect, back and forth, back and forth. And he will speak to you if you allow your ears to be inclined to his voice. Sometimes it's a, it's a small whisper. Sometimes it is a harsh thing. Sometimes it is just like a, a delicate thing. Sometimes, sometimes even in the silence, God is still speaking to us. Don't worry about the silence that you hear because in the silence, he's working on our behalf. Sometimes he just wants us to just step back and just trust me, set in my promises. Trust me and believe that I am the Lord of lords and I am the king of kings and I will bring it to pass. I will make your pathway straight. I will remove any crooked place. I will remove anything that the enemy has tried to set up for you. I will move them out the way so you will have a clear path to walk on. In verse 13, it says, then with, with deep, a, a deep longing, meaning a deep sigh, meaning a deep, oh, I need to get to you. Oh, I just miss you. I just need you, Lord. He says, you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity. I mean, he says, I am a vital necessity for your life. I am vital for your life. And he is. He is vital to our life. We can't breathe without his breath already being in our body because it's not our breath we're breathing. It's his breath that he put in us when he said back in Genesis, let us make man in our own image. So what did he do? He made man, he made, man, he made Adam, he formed him out of the dust of the earth. And what he did at the end of it, he, he breathed into his nostrils. His very breath, his very breath that you breathe every day is the breath of God. It gives you the ability to be able to walk. It gives you the ability to be able to talk. It gives you every ability that you need to make it down here on earth. His very breath. He said, it is a vital necessity that you seek me. It's a vital necessity that you acquire of me, that you ask about me, that you come and seek me, that you come and desire me, that you want me more than anything, more than your husband, more than your friends, more than your mama, more than your daddy, more than your, more than your kids, more than anything. It is a vital necessity that you want me more than anything, more than anything that anybody could ever bring your way. You choose me. You choose to belong to me. 
when you choose to find me as a vital necessity, you will find me and you will search me with, for me with your whole heart. Like I said, you will search for him, meaning you will go out looking for him for your life. You will go out looking for the necessities of your life. You will go out looking for what he is wanting to place in your life because he said it's already there. But you come seek me. The Bible says seek me in all your ways. Seek me. Knock and the door will be open. You first got to seek him. Then you get then you'll find him. And then 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 go knock on some doors. Knock on the door of your own self. Where am I at in him? Am I really paying attention? Am I really in this book? Can I really step back when hell hits the fire? Am I am I going to go am I going to go to the right or am I going to go to the left or am I just going to stand still? The Bible tells us to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord pass by as in Isaiah Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, meaning I'm going to pass by you, meaning I'm going to, this thing that you're going through, it's not going to overtake you. It's not going to over, over, over to make you just crumble and go to the ground. I'm going to, I'm just going to pass by, meaning I'm just going to wave my hand. I'm just going to walk by, and as I walk by, your troubles are going to your troubles are going to not seem as big. Your your pain is not going to be as long. Your whatever your situation that you're going through is not going to be as bad as what you think because I have come by to see about you because why you have sought for me you you sought after me you 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 beckoned to me you 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 called me you wanted me you want you you searched for me with your whole heart you wanted everything about me so therefore I'm giving you everything about me to you to where you don't have to worry you don't have to be afraid you don't have to be scared you don't have to be timid you don't have to be all, all nervous all the time because I've got you in the palm of my head because why you went out looking for me and you found me to where I am what I need to be in your life and once you decide to go on your own and not listen to the voice of the Lord he will allow you that right because God is, he's a gentleman. He's not going to go over your will. He's not going to go over what you want. If you don't want him, he's going to say. And the Bible says when you um, was talking to, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, and he said when you go to someone's home and you knock on the door and you, you ask, you know, you're supposed to say blessings or they, he gives them some saying to say. And if they reject the saying, you know what God says? That's the the sand off on the bottoms of your shoes and keep it moving, basically. Don't even worry about it. Because why? They rejected rejected you. So if they rejected you, my servant, who I've called unto to go to these places, then they rejected me. Because if you reject me, then I'll reject you. And then God says, and if you if you reject, basically, if you deny, deny my deny my what is it, deny my father, I will deny you. I will deny you. And I'm sorry, I don't want to walk this walk and being denied by God, being denied everything he wants for our lives. Because God knows what is going to t- what going to take for you to get back unto him. He knows what the choice is going to have to make you listen to get back in line with him. Because what because he gave us free will. He gave us a choice whether you want to obey or whether you don't. In John 10, 27, and 28. And I'm sorry, anytime anybody has a question or wants to say something, feel free. In John 10, 27, and 28, it says, My sheep hear my voice, 
and I know them, and they follow me. I don't know about you, but that's awesome. He said, my sheep, we are his sheep. We are his sheep. In Psalms, was it Psalms 23, thank you, Lord. It says, um, it talks, uh, I know it by heart, but let me just read it to you real quick. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. He, see, he is the shepherd of us. It says, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. And he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For, I, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know how know why you're able to, to dwell in the house of the Lord forever? He says, surely, surely I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, and, and then it's because why I made a choice. I made a decision of whom I belong to. He said, when, when, it's, when he talks about you are the sheep, my shepherd, I shall not want, meaning he's going to guide me. A shepherd's staff, you know, I'm a, I'm a farm girl, and you have a, a shepherd's staff has a hook on it. So anytime that the, that the sheep kind of go off stray, that hook hooks them back in, brings them back in line. And that's what he does to us. When he sees us kind of going back, going over to the left, when he's done told us to go to the right, he kind of hooks us around. Sometimes there's something that comes in your life and it makes you run back to the Savior. Think it not strange when things like that happen to you because he's trying to hook you back in. He's trying to get you into the right place, into the right mode where you're supposed to be in him because if you stay out there too long, he knows what's going to happen. He knows what you don't know. He knows how what it's going to take to get you back. He knows what he's going to have to desire you back. He knows everything for our lives because he is the good shepherd. He said, I, won't ha I don't have to want, I don't have to, I don't have to do anything. He is going to lay me down in green pastures, meaning the things that, that I'm worrying about, you don't have to worry about because I've laid you down. I've, I've allowed you just to sit down in my pastures. I've allowed you just to sit down and wait for me to pass you by. He said, I don't have to, and he said, he will restore my soul. So everything that's been broken in my soul. You said that you restore every heartbreak, every disappointment, everything that has ever went wrong in your life. He said, I'm going to restore. But that comes to someone who has a relationship with him. It does not come to you just because you say, I know Jesus. He, he, I know he's a friend of mine. No. What is your friendship with him like? Do you have a love relationship with him like you do with your boo or your babe? Let me tell you something. It has to be stronger than that because that boo or that babe or that person that you like, they can leave at any time. But the Lord said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you even until the end. I will be with you when you take your last breath. I will be with you in the hard times. I will be with you in the good times. I will be with you. But you have to make a decision. Who do you belong to this day? Who do you belong to this day? Who Do you want to belong to the Lord or do you want to belong to yourself? Or do you just want to belong to the enemy? It's decision is up to you. He said, my sheep hear my voice, meaning you hear the voice of God. You incline to the voice of God. You want to be like, yeah, God, I hear you. What do you, what do you want to tell me? I'm open. I surrender. It's not my will, but your will shall be done. 
Use me, Lord God, for your will and your way, Lord God, to where you get the glory and no glory comes upon me. Because when you want the glory all your own, that's the only pat on the back that you ever going to have. That's your reward. That's what you say. Oh, well, I did this. I did this in God's name. I did this in. No, you did it for, for your glory. You did it for, for people to say, oh, good job, woman. Good job, man. I'm so thank you for speaking. Thank you for giving me life. Thank you. No, no, no. We're not to do any of that. We're just supposed to do what he says do and wait on the promise that he has for our lives. And believe me, there are promises that he has for our lives. Amen. And I'm getting close. It is 11:15, 11:17, but I will finish up on another day. But I want you to know in this time, whose do you belong to? Who do you belong to? That's the question. It was a question he posed to me in writing this. I was like, "Huh?" He said, "Ask him, who do you belong to? Do you belong to yourself? Do you belong to the devil? Or do you belong to me? Choose you this day." Whom you going to serve? Dear Lord, I thank you for your words. I thank you, Lord God, for you stepping in, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for you removing me, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for just you getting the glory. Lord God, I ask you to prick everybody's heart to where they find out who do they belong to. Lord God, I pray that they belong to you, Lord Jesus. And if they don't, Lord God, I ask you to get them to belong to you, Lord God. I ask you to bless the continuation of every service. Bless the praise team, Lord God, to give you the honor and glory that you so richly deserve. Bless the, bless the rich word that's going to come from our bishop, Stephen D. Lyons, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for it already opening up doors, breaking up the breaking up hollow ground breaking up everything that needs to be broke up to where they can receive you and lord jesus christ in your name i pray amen